everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everybody, it's Larry and James from WSTrades.com doing our weekly update podcast. How are you doing, James? Doing pretty good, man. How are you? Good. Uh, before we get started, just want to say happy Father's Day to you and you know any of the listeners that have kids. Yeah, man. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, I'm in like a freaking meat coma. Uh, Jenny decided that she was going to make one of my favorite meals for uh, Father's Day, and she brought home a 24-ounce steak, and then <laughs> I powered through it, and now I feel like I need a nap. Yeah, man. It's about two meals right there. <laughs> First world problems. For sure. <laughs> All right. You want to uh, go over any of the trades you got into this week or anything that was closing out? Yeah. So I had a ton of closing trades. It was the June monthlies. So all of my trades I'd been lining up for uh, the past month or so um, all expired this Friday and it went really well. I was able to get on for like my kind of neutral plays, my iron condors and spreads and stuff that I sold. I had actually got 29 separate trades on, which was pretty good. That's the most I've ever done for a single monthly expiration. So I feel like I got really diverse, even more diverse than I've, uh, was able to do in May. And out of the 29 trades, I believe only five of them went against me. So 24 of them were profitable. Most of those were max profit. So it was an 82% win rate. So I want to say in the recent past, that's probably my best win rate. I know I'm usually somewhere around 77%. So to see the 82 was pretty nice and ended up being, uh, I know I kind of hashed through the numbers a few times, but then I wanted to just confirm and I ran through it one more time and I ended up getting an actual 6% return for the month. So I was really happy with that. Um, I know I've been getting anywhere between 3 and 5%. But um, June worked out really well for me. So um, let me see if I can look up the things that went against me because I got a ton of updates here. So ArcG, that's one that cooked. They've just been cooking for a while. I had a call spread or an iron condor on them. So they blew through the calls. Um, that one ended up being a max loss. Um, what else hit me there? EWZ was another one that was cooking, uh, blew through my call. So that one was uh, max loss. And then XME, I think, is another one that just completely died, uh, especially with the sell-off on Friday. It was kind of close or a little bit in the money. And then with Friday, everything dumping so hard with the uh, quad witching, with everything expiring, it just completely fell through and went max loss. And then I think I had... Um, I don't know, a couple other ones, but man, I had so many different tickers on. Um, but those were the three that I really remember uh, got me for a max loss. And then, yeah, the other 24 or whatever outside of those uh, went really well. So let me see if there was anything else. Yeah, I don't think I had anything else that was really closing. I did close out of an M&Q. Well, let me see here. This was on actually my futures. 
Yeah, I guess on the 14th, I had closed my futures position. So I had bought MNQ when they were at like 13,330 or something like that. And after a big sell off, and then they rallied up to a new high. And as soon as they set an all time high, I sold. So that was when they were at 14,034. So ended up making 1400 on that trade. That was a pretty awesome swing on the NASDAQ futures. Um, and then I also went short right after they hit that all time high and then they dumped off a little bit. So I made another, I think 200 on that one actually closed that trade out today. I was talking to you about it and I'm like, well, I'm already up a little bit on this. I'm just going to close it out and see what NQ does from here. I have a feeling they're going to dump, but I'll just wait for the dump and then you know, if they kind of sell off into like the mid 13,000s or hopefully the low 13,000s, I can kind of get back in. Um, so that was a lot of the closing stuff that I had. And then I did get on some August positions. So I started getting into August. Um, I sold a call spread. It looks like on EF has yeah, a call spread. Yeah, on EFA for August. Um, I also sold on EEM, that's a put spread for August 20th. Um, DIA, so I got a trade on DIA for August. That one is a put spread. And then you see your EWZ, which is the Brazilian one that kind of burned me last time. So I sold calls again, even though it's been cooking. It's been cooking for so long. I was like, I'm just going to sell call spread against it again. Eventually, it's got to die. So that's kind of my hope there. And then FXI, I sold a put spread. That's the China large cap one. Man, I've went max profit every freaking month on that one. So um, that one's been great for me. So I sold a put spread there. And then uh, also it looks like GLD. Oh, that was one that burned me, I think. Or no, actually, I think that one was good for me. I thought it was going to burn me. And then I don't know if it was Thursday or Friday when gold like and silver gapped down. I think that one actually fell out of the money for me. So I got another GLD trade on for August and um, looks like IWM as well. I did a put spread for uh, August 20th. So that's some of my uh, opening trades from the past week as well. Nice. Sorry, I was just tripping out. Bitcoin is eating a massive one. I was just looking at futures while you were uh, <laughs> while you were going over there. Bitcoin's down four percent right now. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so and if I get out of squirrel mode, I go over my trades. Uh, so last, I believe it was Thursday, I bought a debit spread, uh, the one twenty three one twenty eight call spread on Apple. And then I closed out of my TQQ uh, shares that I had. And then on, I believe it was, what is this? Yeah, Monday, I actually closed out of that. I sold the um, the Apple call spread. So what? It, where's the pricing at? I believe I bought it for like $280 and was able to sell it for 400 after holding it for just uh, a few days. And that's because, you know, me and you were both talking. We're looking at the indexes. And I was like, man, Apple could crank past 128 and they were moving pretty good. That's why I was able to make a profit on it. But then we were both talking about, man, I don't know. I think it's correction time. So I was like, you know, I'm going to take my profit, 
off the table. And then sure enough, Friday, we just had that massive freaking dump on everything. Um, the other thing I had closing was I, well, yeah, I sold a SOS was finally, uh, around, uh, the 450 mark or the $4 mark where I was able to sell the 450 call or actually I sold the $5 call for 20 bucks. And of course, uh, Bitcoin and SOS died. So I was able to keep all of that premium, um, HPE and Intel, I sold all of my shares in them because HPE was already kind of, uh, I was iffy on, like I was bullish on them for a while. And then they kind of broke under this trend and I was like, well, I don't mind holding these shares, you know, long-term kind of bag holding cause it's, uh, HP. So, and then, you know, once the market started cracking, I was like, nah, I'll get in at a better price and then hold for a little bit longer. So I liquidated those shares. Uh, one new trade I got on was a call credit spread on CTSH. I sold the 7150, 71 uh, calls on them. I got a $10 credit. Um, I want to say that was like the 20 delta spread or on the uh, short. And the only other trade I got into, this was just kind of a hedge and it's looking like it might turn out pretty good. I got or I bought the 410, uh, 409 put spread on SPY. And the way futures are looking and after that Friday, you know, it might turn out pretty good. And it was only like a, it was, I normally don't do this. I don't buy out of the money anything because it's just such a, you know, you just have to have such a massive move um, in order to profit off of them. But I figured, you know, it's 19 bucks to get into this and, you know, like we were talking, we think the market's going to correct pretty, pretty good this time. So, you know, I, it was worth the gambling. Right now, I'm up on it. So hopefully, I can. Uh, Spy just dies for you know the rest of the week, and that's all I got into. Nice, yeah. Sounds like you got out of a lot of long positions, and you know, kind of transitioned with that put spread that you bought on spy and uh yeah futures are pretty ugly right now so um hopefully things just kind of keep dying so you can hit max profit on that and then like you're saying when the prices are good again go long on some stuff and kind of ride the wave when the markets come back up yeah it sucks i'm still bag holding on sos like i have never held on to a stock that i hate for this long and it's just because i'm down i don't know what the hell it is maybe a hundred bucks well less than a hundred bucks on the uh the hundred shares that i have but it's just it's based off of bitcoin essentially like if you look at it, it's not supposed to track bitcoin like it's not an etf for bitcoin but you know i was telling you if you look at the price like if bitcoin finishes at uh well they're at almost thirty four thousand. SOS will finish the day at $3.40. You know, if it finishes, Bitcoin finishes at uh, 40000 then SOS for some reason goes to $4. And it's it's not supposed to track that way. It's just a company that mines uh, crypto. But it's like the way crypto is, SOS can have such, you know, big moves. And I believe they have earnings coming up, which it honestly, the I've been holding them through earnings before and it really doesn't do anything like they announced they i want to say they had like 400 mining rigs that they were setting up 
and acquired some more land and, you know, all sorts of good news and they just sold off. So it's like, I, I don't know. I, I might just get rid of it at a loss just so I can stop staring at it on my screen, but yeah, I will see. Yeah. With earnings coming up, maybe those weekly, uh, contracts or whatever during earnings, maybe IV kind of be high on those or something and you could sell a call for a lot more than you normally could that would be nice you know if you wanted to try to sell calls against it to grab some more premium yeah that's what i was doing for the longest time but then once they dipped below uh like four bucks i couldn't sell the because i got the shares at 450 i got to sign them so you know i didn't want to sell anything below that 450 mark because i'm like okay i'm going to take a loss on the you know say they're trading at 350 and i sell the four dollar call four dollar call and they go to 401 then you know i got to give some of my shares at a loss on the shares so i've been like trying to avoid that and they finally got around to a level where i was i was able to sell you know above that 450 call for a decent chunk and now, you know, with Bitcoin down 4% right now, I have a feeling I'm not going to be able to sell anything on them this week. Yeah, for sure. I've had that issue too before in the past where I wanted to run cover calls on something and then they just had that big of a move down to where it's like, oh, crap, what am I going to do? <laughs> I can't sell the calls I want to because they're not really worth anything. So, yeah, feel you there. Mm-hmm. All right, man. So I wanted to go over uh, scanners today and, you know, kind of how you can set some up and how it's useful to use them um, while trading. So uh, basically with scanners, like I, I see a lot of people think that and I've had people comment about scanners and like they think that you set up a scanner and then as soon as something hits that scanner, you either, you know, go long or go short and that I have never done that one time. And I put that on the website, like don't, you know, all the scanners we have up there, this isn't something that you just jump into. If something hits this, like you it's scanners are the way I make them is to kind of bring things to my attention. Like there's 0% chance that I can look through all stocks and be able to, you know, handpick some of the stuff that um, that fits my trading criteria. Like, I like things, if I'm going to go long, I like for them to be above the 21 EMA. Um, I prefer stack moving averages. I want the momentum moving in an upward direction. A uh, certain volume, like I, I don't really trade anything under $10. So you can set up scanners, at least in TOS, and I know you can do... A few things with Weeble, but it's very limited. I want to say there's like six different things like RSI, um, maybe Bollinger Bands or something. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about scanners and how, you know, you're not trying to find the perfect trade. You're trying to either eliminate things that you have to look at or kind of bring things to your attention that you would like to look at. Yeah, for sure. I know you've uh, spent a lot more time creating all different kinds of scanners and using them and stuff. And uh, yeah, that's a good point that like just because it hits something, 
you don't necessarily need to like you're saying go long or go short based on the scanner but you know like you're saying it brings it to your attention and then you can really take a look at it and see if it's something you really think is going to go one way or another and then you know kind of go off of that and kind of do your own analysis too and then make a decision whether to jump into something or not i mean if you could make a scanner that had a very high you know probability or win rate then that would be freaking awesome you know if you could just trust it but um yeah i know that's not always the case like you're saying when the some things hit your scanner it may not always be something good to get into right away yeah and that's why i love thinkorswim like i would love to move to a platform that uh doesn't charge commissions or charges less commissions on options because you know i spend so much money on that every year but just how powerful uh, the thinkorswim platform is i just i can't see myself going you know using this scanner that i built on tos and then having to go to another platform to place my trade and then you know coming back and checking my scanners on tos to make sure you know something didn't pop up or something so it's you know it's kind of give and take you either have like Weeble, they like I said, they'd have some things uh that you can set up scanners on. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Robinhood has any sort of scanning option besides their like kind of generic um most volume or most traded or some of that stuff. Yeah, I definitely haven't seen anything, but then again I really haven't looked because TOS is so great at that and you can you know do and all this crazy stuff but yeah honestly i've never even looked and i don't know i've never seen any kind of i mean robin hood does not have like a desktop app right like uh i mean or i have i don't think i've seen one i mean you can go to the website and trade but i don't know if they even have like a desktop app like a tos or like even tastyworks right has some kind of a desktop app so yeah i don't know um or haven't seen any type of interaction with scanners like uh, Thinkorswim. Yeah, I know Robinhood's, um, if you trade off, they don't have an app like you're saying, but if you use the website, then their charting is a lot better. Like you can add um, moving averages and stuff like that, but it's still, I mean, it's nowhere near Thinkorswim. And I, I'm, unless they've updated it in the past, you know, month or so because i haven't used them in a while um i don't think there's any sort of scanning capability so i mean yeah it's just i don't know and the great thing about tos is like i've told uh my buddy he was asking when he was kind of getting more into trading uh what i used for trading i told him think or swim and he was like well i got a robin hood account and i said well go download think or swim anyways you don't as far as I know, don't have to have any sort of minimum to open a, a TD account and you can still use the software. Like I can't do it. I just don't have the patience for it. Like if I, if something hits my scanner, I see something, a trade I want to put on, then I'm, I'm boom, I'm click it, send it and I'm done. But for anyone that kind of wants to get into, and it works for any trading style. So, you know, if you're for, if you're, 
been trading off of, you know, RSI crossing over and then moving averages do the golden cross, you know, stuff like that. It'll work perfectly for that. So, you know, I tell everyone, go sign up for a TD account, use Thinkorswim for your scanners, even if you're not going to use them as your brokerage, because, you know, even though stocks are free, if you're trading options and you don't want to pay the, I think it's 65 cents uh, per contract, download it. Uh, the charting software is amazing. Scanners are amazing. And uh, they don't offer any sort of like kickback. So I'm not saying that. So people, you know, oh, go use my promo code. TD doesn't care about things like that because they've got plenty of users. So I'm just saying that because I love the platform, the scanning capabilities, the charting is ridiculous. The customization, there are a million websites that, you know, even like the stuff that, you know, we've built over on our website. You can take the code that we built and throw it on your Thinkorswim platform and be able to use, you know, what we've built or build your own. It's, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's hands down uh, the best trading platform as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, same here. There's just so many different things you can do. And then, you know, if you want to script out your own custom stuff, I mean, that's pretty powerful too. because You don't just have to use you know, built-in code or built-in studies, you can actually go out there and write your own code, um, which is pretty awesome. So, yeah, I mean, thinkorswim for sure. Um, and one thing I've noticed, too, because I've done, like, a lot of trading in Robinhood now, and you know, I've kind of went through phases where I've done a lot of options in thinkorswim, and then I've done a lot of options in Robinhood, and I've done a lot of comparison on it, too, and, like, I noticed that in TD, sometimes you'll get a better price. So and sell a spread, you'll get more money for it um, versus what you can get for it in Robinhood. So that's kind of bridges the gap there. Sometimes Robinhood, uh, I've seen where it can kind of beat it. Like if you sell something for like 20 bucks in TD, you know, you've got to take out the fees per contract and, you know, it's going to eat away at some of that premium. But you go and look in Robinhood and like maybe you can only sell that thing for 18 or 17 and then you can kind of see the difference. It's like, well, if I place this trade in TD, uh, you know, I might make the same amount after fees as I get from Robinhood. So it's kind of it's kind of close there. And I think that's how Robinhood does their thing. Like they're offering this quote unquote free, uh, you know, options trading when in reality, the price you get there may not be as good as TD. So it kind of almost offsets in a way, I notice. Yeah, that's a good point. And I know that, you know, they sell everyone's information to the high-frequency traders, which, I mean, if you didn't know that already, I I loved it when that whole Wall Street bet thing and uh, GameStop was going down and everyone's just losing their mind on, uh, Robin Hood and like yeah did you know they sell your information or your trades to high frequency traders so they can beat you out it's like dude you didn't know that from like four years ago like don't act like it's something new just because it's new to you like everyone already knew that Robin Hood's been doing that forever it's not a huge deal like you can still place your trades they're just letting people you know kind of sneak in back door and you know these high frequency traders that trade like five trillion times a second you know, cool. They made their penny. Like, calm down. It's not they're they're not out to get you. 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't even know about that, to be honest, but I guess that's one of those things that, uh, you know, is kind of you have your pros and cons between the between the different trading platforms. So, I mean, they might advertise it as, oh, yeah, you know, commissions free and blah, blah, blah. But then when you actually, you know, factor in everything that's going on and all the pros and cons, you know, you might be you know, similar situation as if you did all your trades in another platform like TOS. Yeah, but it just kind of hurts a little more every year when you're, you know, looking at your P&L for the year and you see that you've trade or you've paid uh, TD hundreds and hundreds of dollars in commissions. Yeah, it definitely looks bad. And I guess, it, like you're saying, it depends on how much you do to... Um, placing like a bunch of iron condors and stuff yeah that can definitely burn you but then again i've noticed that on like uh you know comparing the two it's like well i can only get you know 16 bucks for this if i sell it in robin hood but if i sell it in td i might get 20 so yeah it i guess it just depends on what tickers you're playing and kind of how the trades line up and stuff but yeah it definitely looks bad when you're looking at your uh numbers and td and you're like man i gave them a lot in contract fees and commissions yeah um i guess kind of a crappy uh topic i came up with because i honestly i don't know what else we can talk about scanners unless you had something no i've used them like a little bit and i know it's been a long time but i know at one point i did try my hand a little bit of the think script and kind of trying to actually create some custom stuff, but I never got to kind of the level that you were at with it for sure. You're like really deep into that stuff and uh, you went a lot further with it. But um, yeah, it's definitely like pretty cool. And if you set up your scanner, um, you can go in there, choose what you want to hit. Like you can set up a particular scanner that let's say, you know, you want the nine day EMA to cross over the 30 day EMA or something like that. And then you can target like, what do you want to hit? Do you want to look at all stocks? Do you want to look at ETFs? Um, anything that's optionable. So you can kind of target certain types of tickers and base kind of your scanners on that but it's definitely something that's helpful like you're saying to bring attention to something because once some moving averages cross over or you know you see something going on with like the rsi or the macd or something like that you can really you know get a heads up on something and then it can definitely lead you into some good trades versus you going out there and looking at tickers I mean, that's just, it would be crazy if you were just out there, like, how are you going to find, you know, some of these things manually? So it can definitely be a time saver uh, to use some of these scanners and like alert you to something versus uh, you just out there and looking at normal tickers that you play or just random tickers. Like it can take you a while to maybe find something where where the 9 EMA crossed over the 30 EMA or something like whatever your scanner is that, you know, you like to trade off of. Yeah, I mean, even if you were just playing NASDAQ stocks, then you're going to have to look through 100 stocks just 
to find something that meets your criteria. But if you can set up a scanner on it that, you know, whatever your criteria is, I mean, with TOS, it's, it's unlimited. Like I have scanners on the website that will scan for, um, an RSI that's oversold, but it's got positively stacked moving averages and it hasn't, you know, bounced for ATR down, you know, like you can do anything that your fits your trading style with scanners. So like I said, it's not, I've never, well, that's a lie. I did that with X one time, something it hit my, one of my scanners and I was like, Oh, they're going to move and just honestly didn't even look too much into it and just went long. But mo 99.9% of the time, if something hits one of my scanners, it's just alerting me to take a look at it. And, you know, so I can see, okay, does this meet my trading criteria? And um, the cool thing about, you know, Thinkorswim is I have two scanners that I just finished up uh, last week. And I call it Golden Bull and Golden Bear. And it's every single criteria that I would be looking to get into. Like if I something hit any of my other scanners, I'm going to look at it and be like, okay, is well, it hasn't quite done this or it hasn't quite done that. I created those two scanners and it's literally anything that hits that scanner. I can pretty much blindly either go long or short on it because it's every single thing that I would look uh, at to get into a trade. You know, that scanner is going to pick it up if it meets every single one of those criteria. So there's, you know, some days it doesn't pick anything up because there's just nothing that meets that criteria. But there's other days that, you know, to get into, you know, pop a couple things up and I'll look at it and be like, okay, well, looks good to me. Send off the trade. Yeah, for sure. And that's would definitely be the goal. The end goal for sure is to get that scanner that like you're saying, maybe it doesn't trigger often, but when it does, like you're saying, it might be something that you can just blindly enter because it's meeting like 10 different, you know, criteria or, you know, 10 different technical indicators are lining up in a certain way. So yeah, man, that'd be pretty awesome to have one. You could really trust like that. Yeah, I know that's one of the, part of the reason why I decided to start giving all of the scanners and stuff away on our website, which is wstrades.com is because I noticed I had a couple uh, scanners that I made that were really picky on um, on trades that would pick up like there were certain days that it wouldn't pick up anything like I had it set really tight parameters on um, I want to say the price action or something so I didn't want someone to buy it and even though you know we were only charging a few bucks I didn't want someone to buy it and be like this it's not working it's not picking anything up and then have to explain you know no 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 <laughs> there's nothing that meets that criteria so just hold on so you know you yes i know you paid me for something that you want to trade off of but <laughs> just hold on something will be there at some point yeah it's like i'm with that type of a scanner i'm trying to keep you away from bad trades <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right man uh did you have anything you were looking at getting into um, nothing really in particular. I've been playing the same tickers for the most part the last few months, and I did end up getting on some of those trades I had talked about earlier. Um, 
Yeah, let me see, because one of them, I think the, one of the last trades I made actually last week was on ICLN. So some of the next tickers I'm probably going to be looking at. Oh, Jets. I haven't put on an August trade for Jets yet. Uh, KRE, I think that's like a retail ETF. Um, I have the Qs, um, MJ, and probably RSX. I think that's like a Russia ETF. So those are probably some of the tickers that I will put neutral trades on for um, August, the monthlies. And um, kind of waiting on NQ right now. I don't know if it's going to be this next week or in two or three weeks. Um, but if it does pull back enough, um, I'll probably trade it again. I've done it uh, twice in a row. And I think the first time was a good... Um, it was like an eight or a 900 point swing trade on it, which was pretty good. And then this past one was a 700 point trade. So I've been killing it on swing trade in that. So um, hopefully within the next few weeks, we get the pullback on it. And uh, it's definitely something I'll be waiting for. Nice. Yeah, it's not looking great in future land anyways. So hopefully we have a nice little pullback. Um, most of the stuff I'm looking at right now is bearish stuff just because the way the market looks and it kind of sucks. There was some stuff I tried to get into last week and didn't get a fill. And then on Friday with the, you know, nice sell off, it all just dumped. So now I'm kind of second guessing myself getting into those trades with such a dump, um, like C R E E. I tried to get into a call spread on them and I went fairly close to the money. It seemed like there was enough volume, but it just wouldn't fill. And then on Friday, they dumped almost 3%. So it would have been nice to be in on that one. Uh, DraftKings, the same thing. And what else did I try and get into? Um, oh, Nike was one. But they have earnings coming up. I'm bearish on them. But with earnings coming up, probably going to shy away from it anyways. But you know, I, I don't know. I can probably collect some good premium, so we'll see. I'm bearish on Nike. Might make a small trade if I can, you know, kind of keep my position size small. Might make a uh, sell a call spread on them. And Uber was another one. I'm bearish on them as well. They came up in just on Friday. Tried to break through the uh, daily 21 EMA. And got slapped right back down. Uh, they've got stacked, or uh, bearishly stacked EMAs. So, yeah, it's looking pretty good. So, might try and uh, run a call spread on them pretty close to the money. Yeah, I just pulled up their chart. And, yeah, they had a pretty fat sell-off. Like, uh, I guess it kind of started mid-April or something. And, yeah, they had a good died from like 61 all the way down to like 43 and then yeah like you're saying they kind of came up and on the daily anyways they're kind of riding sideways against that 21 looking to break out maybe one way or another yeah so hopefully it's to the downside because i'm gonna try and get into a pretty pretty close call spread on them nice all right man that's all i had Yep, I think I went over all my stuff too. All right.
Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you later, James. All right. Catch you later. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the WS Trades podcast. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe. Also head over to YouTube and search for WS Trades. You'll find us there as well. We've got trading updates as we make our trades over there and also educational videos so you can learn about different strategies within the stock market and options trading. And also please head over to WSTrades.com. Thanks again.